You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Good evening and thank you for listening. It's Friday the 13th of August and my name's Charlotte Greenway. So this week we saw US trainer Jorge Navarro plead guilty to distribution of adulterated and misbranded drugs, something which Tom Stanley and Natalie Voss covered quite comprehensively in Thursday's episode. Also, don't forget that you still have four weeks left to take part in phase one of the BHA's public consultation of the whip in British racing. They're encouraging everybody to get involved and so if you wish to do so, you should visit the BHA website where you'll be directed to the questionnaire. And now we're going to revisit some of the interviews which Tom Stanley's conducted this week regarding racing at Deauville this weekend and also at York's Ebor Festival next week. We'll start with informed jockey David Probert, who this week rode his 100th win of the season and also rode a five-timer at Fosslass. He's off to Deauville this weekend, but when Tom spoke to him, he started off by asking him about star filly Sandrine's chances in next week's Lowther Stakes at York. She'll obviously carry a three-pound penalty, um, but uh, she was she was very honest in the Albany and got away with very soft ground that day. And she backed it up well at Newmarket um, the following time. So uh, she's she's a very honest filly and uh, quite excited. You know, um, she's improved by every start. Uh, she looks the you know she looks one of the best two-year-old fillies around at the minute. So I'm hoping she goes in good form. Um, I actually sat in her this morning and she seems well in herself. So um, I believe that's the plan for next week. Did she feel more natural on the heavy ground or the good to firm ground? I mean, she felt naturally better on the faster ground. She was able to quicken a lot better and and, and leave the field as though Ascot was near on unraceable and we'd done well to race that day. Uh, we had a deluge of rain and it was heavy ground and she just felt as though it was energy zapping and she got away with it more than she handled it, but uh, her, her ability through it. But um, I would imagine she would want, you know, she's, she's, she's fairly uncomplicated. She didn't, she doesn't want any kind of specific, um, any, you know, any kind of ground, but um, I think if it turned up good, that'd be ideal for her. Mm. Are you going to uh, France this weekend with Tasman Bay? Yes, he goes to France. He runs in the Group 2 over there. Um, he came out of his race at Goodwood in the thoroughbred stakes very well. Um, he goes there and hopefully have have a live chance. Just to, I know he was a fair price in the thoroughbred stakes, but that's much to do with Baid's price. Um, sure. were, were you happy enough with his run there and, and were, you, were you just put in your place by an exceptionally talented horse? Is that fair? Yeah, very much so. Um, I think uh, the winner was very good. And probably in a proper mile, and um, I think he, yeah, Tasman Bay is a more of a mile and a half horse. Um, he runs over a mile and a quarter on Saturday, but I think um, the way the race is run, I probably I would imagine he'll get away with it. Um, he's got a big, big long stride on him. Um, he's very uncomplicated in regards of how you ride him. He can make the running, so I. I I would imagine you'd have a great chance going there. 
Well, good luck and um, stay fit and well for the rest of the season. All the best. Yeah, cheers. Thanks, Tom. The race that we're all looking forward to this weekend is the Prix-Jacques-Lemawa in France because we get to see Palace Pier versus Poetic Flair, the clash of the generations. Now, we've already seen plenty of Poetic Flair already this season and a return to a sounder surface should definitely suit him. Tom spoke to his trainer Jim Bolger on Thursday morning and asked him where the horse gets his constitution from. It's his grandfather knew approach took his racing very well, but unfortunately on a couple of occasions he had niggly, uh, you know, muscle tweets that kept him away from the track for a while, especially during the summer. I, I think he, he missed the he missed the Irish Derby after Epsom, and uh, but he he was quite busy. I think he he won four group ones, but uh, uh, this fellow is exceptionally hardy. Um, how do you reflect on on the Goodwood Run, Jim? Oh well, it was just the ground there, you know. Uh, obviously, the feeling was very good, but uh, it, it, it definitely was a. Uh, a subpar run for him but uh, it was very tacky at Goodwood we'd have liked more rain at Goodwood so it would have been looser how tough a test in comparison to, to what he's had before do you think this will, will be I mean is this for example a, a tougher race than a St James's Palace than a than a 2000 Guineas well we'd be approaching it uh, you know in the same way uh, the competition is there and uh, we're there as well and uh, while we have great respect for them all uh, we're, 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 we're going to be serious competitors What have you learnt about him in his um, in his six starts so far this season Jim? Well, principally that he's so much better on, on the good ground We were probably fooled a little bit at the Cora and Leopardstown we ran in soft ground there but it probably was just his class that, that enabled him to uh, put up such a good performance. But uh, he was a revelation at Royal Ascot. And, and what sort of race does he want to to develop at um, at Deauville, do you think, over the mile? I don't think it matters too much as long as it's uh, an even pace, you know. Mm. Um, these stop-start races don't suit any horse except maybe the ones that are a bit uh, suspect stamina-wise. But like this fella has all the trust in the world. He's very quick and uh, any sort of a reasonably run race will suit him. I take it he, in your eye, given what we've seen, he's he's still an out-and-out miler to you, right? It's, there's no danger of him going any further this year? Uh, well, there's always a danger with me, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, for the moment, anyway, it's going to be a mile. Uh, I have to say that I was I was very tempted by uh, uh, the July Cup. I'm not sure if that's the right um, designation of the race, but you know the one I mean, anyway. The, the six ball long race. There. Yeah, at, at Newmarket. Yes, sorry, Newmarket. Yeah, yeah. You were tempted to drop him, drop him to six furlongs. I wouldn't be worried about it. No, no. I mean, that would have been absolutely... Fa- because he's on quick ground, he's got such a potent turn of foot. Is that it, yeah, Jim? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a very quick horse. Uh, can I just ask you, Max Swinney, is, is he still on course for, for a job month or has no decision been made? <laughs> he is, yeah, yeah. We will keep them in reserve if... if uh, 
it poetically, I hadn't been able to go to uh, Dolbeen for any reason. Uh, we would have gone with him. Now, Max Sweeney has proved himself on testing ground, but there, there doesn't seem to be a danger of that at, at York. Do you see coming back in trip as a big plus for Max Sweeney? Well, coming back from a mile and a half, it does anyway. He didn't stay in either derby, so uh, mm. uh, I'm hoping that the mile and a quarter would suit him fine. Were you surprised that he perhaps wasn't his best over a mile and a half, or did you have a niggling doubt that he, it might stretch him? No, I never had any doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. Today, Coolmore announced the sad news that their stallion master craftsman had passed away at the age of 15. Not only was he a classic winner himself, he was also the site of two individual classic winners, one of which was Alpha Centuri, who won the Prix Jacques Le Marois in 2018, and her connections run Alpine Star in this year's renewal, and her trainer Jesse Harrington hopes that she might spring a surprise. It's a very good renewal of the race. Um, she's in good form and I hope she'll run a big race. Um, the, the the likely ground is is what she wants, is it? I hopefully it'll be the slow side of good. Which which is what her last win came on at at, at Ascot last year. I mean, was yeah. it a bit too testing for her last year in at Deauville? It just might have been, yes. But I wouldn't mind it testing. Now I think she's a stronger filly this year. Well, with that in mind, conditions wise, were you? It was pretty quick at York for that reappearance. Was was that a concern yeah. for you? Uh, yeah, it was, but we needed we knew we knew we needed to get it up. And the great thing about York is dead level, mm. you know, and so you're not going downhill or uphill. Uh, who rides at the the weekend, Jessica? Um, Shane Foley rides the weekend. Ah, fantastic! So he can. Uh, it was Stefan on board last year because of COVID regulations, but Shane's all good to go and ride. Yeah. Excellent news. Uh, is yeah. it a, a bit of a a bit of a Doville raid for you this weekend? Is she one of three heading over? Yes, she is. I've got another couple. I've got one on Saturday, Lachlan, who's going back, trying to step up from a listed race to a Group 3, and also stepping up again in distance to a mile. And the other is? Citronade, who's won a maiden. Uh, well, she won two maidens, actually. She got disqualified from the first one. She won a maiden and won a handicap. And she's stepping into Group, group Cutney. You know, she's been a progressive filly. Forgive me for, for, for not having figures in front of me, but would this be a, a year where you've perhaps had more French runners than, or, or this weekend where you've got more French runners f- um, than normal for any particular reason? Um, trying to get there for the, just the races that came up and they have these three-year-old only fillies races, which are very attractive to me. And decent prize money on offer. Yeah, good prize money always is in France. Yeah, exactly. Um, good luck there this weekend. Does uh, is is Nord likely to to run in the Hungerford? Well, a little bit ground dependent, but we're thinking about it. He he worked this morning. He worked very well. He's a very good travelling horse. You know, he, he's travelled a few times this year and uh, last year. And so, look, um, it'll just depend on what the ground goes to. You know, the softer it is, the better for him. But he has run on some good ground this year and run some very good races. Yeah, how do you reflect on the the dip back into handicap company at Galway? Well, he just didn't get he just didn't get the you know he was probably asking a bit of him, and he didn't you know it's always a very competitive race that the 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 the, the Kinross run at um, at Haydock. I mean, that looks particularly good form now, doesn't it? That was very good form for him. Mm. You know, I didn't you know that was when he stepped into Group Two company, I think for the first time, and I was surprised how well he coped with it. 
Uh, uh, this is his trip, is it? Seven furlongs, ideal trip for him? Or, or... Seven furlongs, I think, is his ideal trip because they go a good gallop. You know, he, he's one over a mile and a quarter, he's one over a mile, he's one over seven furlongs. So, you know, he's pretty versatile. Something which I really enjoyed this week was listening to Tom speak to John Costa of Claverface Stud in South Africa about the stallion career of Twice Over, who won four UK Group 1s in the Jogmont Silks before making his way to the Southern Hemisphere. No, Twice Over is just, he's, he's one of the most incredible horses you'll ever meet, Tom. You know, he can read and write. He's, uh, <laughs> he's so intelligent. He's an incredibly kind horse. Uh, you know, he's bred one of the great horses this country's ever produced, a horse called Dura Gain, who uh, was back-to-back horse of the year. And, uh, you know, I read Henry Cecil's book the other day, and it was just brought back so many memories and you know how well loved twice over was over there with you guys and especially loved by Henry so yeah a bit of nostalgia there but uh, just wonderful to have uh, that type of horse at stud here in South Africa How did you acquire him John? Yeah very lucky I think uh, through Anthony Stroud another great friend of ours who was looking for horses for Bernard and I think just an opportune meeting between them and uh, you know that was the year I think that Frankel was going back to stud so uh, you know was a little bit off the radar for uh, for the guys over there and we managed to secure him. Well, I think that's quite a nice note to end on. Thank you very much for listening. Nick's back next week. He'll be with you on Monday morning to bring you a review of the weekend racing and also the build-up to York's Ebor Festival. Have a good weekend. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Mm-hmm.